Welcome to the TSO Podcast. I'm Kathleen Kajioka from the New Classical FM. With the Kronos Quartet, it's not just a string quartet, it's an experience. That's composer Nicole Lizet. You'll hear more from her later in the show. But first, Canadian composer Erica Procunye writes for film, television, theater, video games, and ads. She recently scored the short film Mariner, an official selection for the Toronto International Film Festival. Procunye was commissioned by the TSO and TIFF to compose the score for the animated short film Damn, the Story of Kit the Beaver. The film premieres with a live orchestra this Saturday at the TSO's Young People's Concerts. Erica Procunye joins me and my co-host, TSO Principal Bass Jeff Beecher, in studio now. Erica, welcome to the show. Hi, nice to be here. So what is Dam, the story of Kit the Beaver, all about, besides having a fantastic name? <laughs> it is a fantastic name. Dam, the story of Kit the Beaver is a story of a young beaver who is tasked with building a dam for her large beaver family. And it's a story about how in the process of building this dam, she goes into the forest and she meets all of these other animals who need her assistance. And so she gets distracted from her original job of completing this dam. And so it's kind of about the story of her struggle between completing the dam and helping all of these new friends. How did you get into this particular line of composing? I had to try really hard to do it. It's it's pretty competitive. Um, um, the centers in Canada where you will most likely find a lot of directors who will uh, want to work with you is uh, Vancouver, Toronto, sometimes uh, in Montreal as well. And so when I came to Toronto, I joined the Screen Composers Guild of Canada, and uh, I got a lot of training in how to score uh, movies. So with Dam Kit the Beaver, are you seeing sort of stitches of the animated film before you compose? Do you just have a sense of how the, the story goes along, or how does, how does it start out for you? Well, I, I was actually involved pretty early on in the process, which mm-hmm. I can't say is the same for all films. Mm-hmm. Um, music happens at the very end of the process. But with this one, I was privileged enough to be involved in hearing about the pitching process that was happening at the TIFF Kids Film Festival. And uh, so what was really interesting was, you know, I got, got to read the synopsis of the film and the scripts and, you know, kind of give them my input on what I thought would be the best film to choose to get produced and do an orchestral score for. So how did you get started with composing the actual music? I mean, what, you know, where did the first theme come from for you, for example? I was getting fed a lot of character images, and of course I knew what was going to happen, and there's a lot of really strong characters. There's Kit the Beaver, but there's a wolf character, there's a moose character, there's the father figure character. So without giving too many spoilers away, are there any particular moments that you're really excited to share with audiences within our world premiere coming up? Well, they made it a stipulation that there was not going to be any sound design, mm. which meant no dialogue, no talking, no sound effects, and that if there was going to be any of those, they would have to be done by the orchestra itself. So there are some really interesting creative decisions happening there where beavers chomping on the wood. I've tried to use percussion sections for... <laughs> And then there's sections where the wolf howls, and then 
the wolf teaches the beaver how to howl. It's extended techniques mm-hmm. for sure in the orchestra. So I'm hoping that they're successful, and I'm really excited to to hear how that will play out. What happens next after this premiere with Dam? Well, um, we're really lucky that we're going to get to record some of the concerts, and we're going to incorporate that into a film version of Dam, the story of Kit the Beaver. And we're going to end up being able to show it at some film festivals. Well, we look forward to playing it. We can't wait to make some of those sounds, too. I'm excited to see if I get to make one of those extended technique sounds. Mm, I don't know. Oh, right. <laughs> well, I'm jealous of my colleagues already. Yeah. Erica, thank you so much. You're welcome. That was composer Erica Procunye. You can catch the world premiere of Damn, the Story of Kit the Beaver this Saturday at the TSO. Tickets are available at tso.ca. You're listening to the TSO Podcast. Stay with us. We're joined now by Juno-nominated Quebecois composer Nicole Lisey. Lisey pulls from influences ranging from 1960s psychedelia to early MTV videos. Her music has been performed by symphony orchestras and turntable DJs and on unusual instruments, including the Atari 2600 video game console and karaoke tapes. Lisey's new piece, Zeiss After Dark, will be performed by the National Arts Centre Orchestra in concert this Saturday and again by the TSO in March. The TSO performance also includes the Kronos Quartet, giving the world premiere of her piece, Black Midi. Nicole Lisey joins us on the line now. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So tell us about the influences that you draw from to create these two pieces, Zeiss After Dark and Black Midi. Well, actually, both pieces are immensely influenced by um, film and film techniques. Zeiss After Dark is a direct reference to the Zeiss um, lens that was used to film the candlelit scene in Barry Lyndon. And I'm pretty obsessed with that scene and that lens, and I've read a lot of analytical books about it and just how far Kubrick had to go to convince people that this could actually be done. So he had this lens especially made and sent to him. It's a sort of a sonic representation of that scene in Barry Lyndon. So how do you translate that into music? A number of ways. I I bend a lot of pitches. I play with a lot of phasing, a lot of layering, a lot of stuttering, sort of mimicking or emulating the effect of tape. I love the sound of tape and the natural degradation that can occur with this media. And it just, for me, it sounds better once it's been warped and melted. So I get the orchestra to also warp and melt and, and create sort of a, an acoustic hiss and uh, phasing. Nicole, you were given some pretty strict timelines to compose with Zeiss After Dark. How, how did you find the two-minute mark for all that incredible creative idea behind it? Was that a challenge for you? It is a challenge, actually, because I'm used to writing much longer pieces. Um, It was a challenge I enjoyed. It just meant I had to sort of decide an idea and develop it and then end. It's actually two minutes and 15 seconds, so I didn't actually meet the challenge. But yeah, it, it was a good challenge. Now, included on the program is Black Midi, and that includes the Kronos Quartet, world famous new music ensemble. How did writing for them inspire you? Well, this is my actually my sixth piece for them. I started working with them in 2011, and it has been nothing short of a fantastic journey with them. Each piece has expanded in scope and in perspective, trying new things. Uh, with the Kronos Quartet, 
it's not just a string quartet. It's an experience. It's immersive. They enjoy other devices like stylophones and omnichords. And now with film, film has become another instrument within. So the film is set up as a sort of a quasi-documentary and then gradually, much like Zeiss After Dark, where I manipulate the ensemble the way tape is man- manipulated, I do this with the actual film and then the ensemble, the quartet and the orchestra uh, merge and blend and meld with what's going on in the film. So, Nicole, I see the title Black Midi with reference to Kronos Quartet. I can't help but think about Black Angels or in my own personal Netflixing, thinking about Black Mirror. Is there yep. anything within the title that you can share with us in terms of where the inspiration for the piece came from? Sure. Black Midi is actually a phenomenon. It kind of can be described maybe as a micro-genre, very underground. And what it essentially is, is a lot of notes very quickly, millions and millions of notes at once. And that's the extent of it. To create this, drum machines are used and mostly notation systems and uh, sequencers are used. And so this is just the starting point for the piece. I wanted to take it much deeper. And, and in, in my mind, imagined that the scope could be broadened as far as Black Midi because I love the sound of it. It's so mysterious. So I really wanted to take this notion of Black Midi and really expand it and play with its mysticism and what it could be. So there's no real answer to it what it is. It's sort of left in the open, much like Lynch or Cronenberg or uh, the Twilight Zone series or, or Stranger Things, kind of just building on what is this Black Midi? What does it mean? What could it mean? What does it sound like? What else is it? That answers the question I was going to ask because I really wasn't clear what it is, but that's kind of the point, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, Nicole, we're looking forward to both of your pieces and, and for you joining us here at the New Creations Festival. Well, thanks so much. It was great talking to you both. Thank you. That was Nicole Lizet. You can hear her music performed by the National Art Centre Orchestra this Saturday and then by the TSO and Kronos Quartet in March at the New Creations Festival. Tickets are available at tso.ca. That brings us to the end of this week's TSO podcast. Don't forget, let us know what you think of the show. Send an email to community at tso.ca or leave a note on our Facebook or Twitter pages. For more music and stories from the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, join us on Sunday night with the TSO. That's every Sunday at 8 p.m. on the new Classical FM. I'm Kathleen Kajioka. Join us next Monday for another episode of the TSO podcast. This February, you're in for a treat as Ottawa's celebrated National Arts Centre Orchestra returns to the TSO stage for one night only. Witness the passionate intensity of Walton's First Symphony, plus a must-see performance of Rodrigo's Concierto Darenweth, featuring legendary Spanish guitarist Pepe Romero. Don't miss the National Arts Centre Orchestra with special guest soloist Pepe Romero. February 25th only at Roy Thompson Hall. Don't delay. Order superb seats today at tso.ca.